At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here in Las Vegas at South Point Casino. Michael Lombardi back at home in New Jersey. And uh, Michael has a, a really fun first hour. And I teased at the end of it, geography lessons are coming to America's to America in college football. And long ago, I mean, Michael, this is, you know, this, the Pandora's box has been way opened in college football. Right. I don't know exactly where we're going, but with the news yesterday, I think it was a shock to many in the West Coast to hear that the Pac-12, at least soon, will be the Pac-10 again with USC and UCLA one foot out the door. They're going to the Big Ten. So I saw all the jokes on social media, like wait for those, you know, West Coast games between Maryland and UCLA, like the start times on the East Coast. It's, it's just it's chaos right now in college football when it comes to geography. First of all, what do you make of it in general? And again, we talked about it with the NBA and Kevin Durant, free agency and, and demanding trades. And the other thing, is it good for college football to have this wild, wild west, pun intended here, where teams can just say, you know what, we're going to make these super conferences and the geography be damned. We're going to go where the money is. Well, I, I think as the great Johnny Sack from The Sopranos said, it's always about the money. Again with the money? Uh, yes, again with the money. And it is the money. I mean, look, the Pac-12 network was a disaster. 
And in fairness to UCLA, in fairness to USC, in fairness to Washington and Oregon and Arizona, Arizona State, they didn't reap the benefits of a good TV deal. I mean, Jick Jack Johnson, our friend down in Biloxi, Mississippi, he doesn't even show the Pac-12 network in his book. Mm. Think about that, David. I mean, they've done a horrible job of, of enhancing their money. I mean, what Texas did with their Longhorn Network increased their value of their franchise. I mean, and the Pac-12 has all these great entities within them at different times understanding. However, that being said, you know, there's a lot of good product on the West Coast, Utah teams. I mean, but because they didn't market it correctly, nobody was buying the Big 12 Network, unfortunately, unless you lived, you know, in Western time zones. So, I think this is a byproduct of that. I think that's a B. I think that once Nebraska joined, you know, and once Oklahoma and once Texas moved, all the barriers have been broken. I mm. mean, you can't get any further west than the Big 12 in the Big 10 than Nebraska. But now we did. And airplane travel is no longer going to be a problem. So I think what we're going to see now, I think there's a lot of elements in play here. I think you got, if you're Gonzaga, mm-hmm. right, if you're Gonzaga, you know, don't you want to join the Pac-12 in basketball to oh, increase yes. your level of play so you're ready for the tournament? I think I would do that, right? I think I would do that. You know, we're going to play the Pac-12. We're going to join the Pac-12 just for that. You know, Oregon and Washington are major properties. They're major brands. They're incredible brands. They're going somewhere. If they're staying in the Pac-12, who's coming in? Mm. Is Boise State coming in? You know, what? Re- you know, you've just lost the Los Angeles market. Yes, you know, putting San Diego State in isn't going to do anything. Sure, it gives you San Diego, but nobody goes to their games anyway. Now, they're building a brand-new stadium on campus, and maybe they will. You know, there was one time the Chargers played in that stadium in the old AFL mm-hmm. that was on campus there. So there's a lot moving parts here, well, and I, I just think it is. But they're, the money is too great. The <laughs> right. money is too great. Well, it's a great Again quote. with the money. It, it, you, it, you're nailing it because that's exactly what it's always about. People can tell you it's about other things and whatever, education. It's about the money with these power conferences for sure. By the way, Carl Johnson is going to join us tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. Can't wait to catch up with Carl and see what he's cooking down there, down south. But, Michael, I think the other shoe to drop eventually, doesn't it have to be Notre Dame? Like, you talk about Gonzaga in college basketball, it's a, it's a great parallel. Like, do they need to get into that, into the Pac-12, at least for them to get them ready? I mean, we know that they're a, a perennial powerhouse already. Does Notre Dame eventually need conference affiliation when they see the realignment that's going to happen here with the two uh, elite no. teams? In the, no, they can just no, stay David, independent? They got, they got the NBC deal. They have their own network. I mean, they have their own network. They don't have to share that revenue with anybody. Mm. I mean, why they, they're in the ACC in basketball for a reason. Why are they in the ACC for basketball? For the same reasons why Gonzaga should be in the Pac-12 for basketball, to enhance their ab- ability to play in the tournament. But to share their wealth in college football would be a mistake. Now, BYU's a, a team that should go in the Pac-12. They're a, they're a lost item. You know, they don't have anything, and Utah-BYU playing every year in a big Pac-12 game might be good. I mean, there's a way to solve the problem in the, in, in the Pac-12. But I don't, I don't see it being Notre Dame coming into the Pac-12. They're not going to share their revenue. But you've got to find some way to market it and improve it. If you want to see a grown man cry, just watch me watch Requiem for a League, the, the, the 30 for 30 in the Big East on basketball in the 80s, which was my childhood, Michael. And what I loved about what uh, Dave Gavitt and company did back then 
was they basically said, we're going to make a basketball league only, the Big East, back in the 80s. And it's, it's yes, they're going to get revenue, but it's not about football. It's about basketball. And that league was wildly successful. And arguably, to me, the best conference ever. ACC fans are going to get mad at me. Ever in the history of college basketball in the 80s. By the way, they're the only league ever to put three of, the, of four in the Final Four back in 1985. Are we done with that? Is the, is yeah. the idea that that model of, like, we're really going to try to do something great for Northeast schools in basketball? It's done because ge- geography doesn't matter anymore. And now we're just right. going to go to these super, super conferences. Is that where, where we're ultimately headed? And if you're Notre Dame, why go in there? Because if you have two losses, you can't get in. Notre Dame can sit there with their popularity and their appeal, you know, to the voters. And if they play a softer schedule and they go undefeated, they get in. But if they go into the Big Ten and they lose, you know, two games, they're out. They're out. They can't get into the Final Four. Mm. Whereas where they're sitting right now, the pathway's there. I mean, think about this, Dave. Dayton was the last team in the Final 64. They were the first team out in the 64. Right. And why did that happen? It happened because they scheduled to play LaSalle in Philadelphia on the road in a February game. And they lost it. And that loss created negative points in the ranking. Okay? Mm-hmm. Had they beaten LaSalle, it would have given them no points in the ranking. It would have improved their position, not one iota. But by losing, it lost them. So teams have to be careful where they position themselves. I'm saying about Gonzaga is every time I watch Gonzaga every year, forgetting that I got to talk about Ken Palm, genuflect, please, <laughs> uh, that you have to you say they're not they're not playoff ready. They haven't had enough. They said, well, we play a great schedule in November. Yeah, but November college basketball is different than March college basketball. Like you're not really ready. Yeah, but, you know, Santa Clara was good last year and so was St. Mary. They're not ready. Mm. You're not ready. The last team that got in was UCLA two years ago, and UCLA beat them, and they were the last team in. So it's about preparing your team for the championship. I, I just think Notre Dame sits perfectly where they're positioned, and they can have everybody else fight for them when they don't play. You know, Now, they'll play SC because I don't think they'll give, give that game up because it's popular, and they'll play some other teams, the Michigan States and all that. But they have that sample, which gives them an opportunity to, to, to determine their own fate. You know, we just had Wes Reynolds on, and hopefully everybody got to listen and watch. And, and Wes was spot on with Pat Perez and Live Golf. And he said, hey, at least Pat Perez is honest about why they're making the move to Live Golf. It's all about the money. You go back to Jim Beheim when Syracuse had to leave the Big East to go to the ACC. And in my best Jim Beheim with his, you know, like this, how he does these press conferences. And Beheim basically just said, we all know why we're leaving. Right? It has nothing to do with basketball. It has everything to do with football. It has everything to do with money. That's what it was. And Bayham was pissed. He didn't want to leave the Big East, but he had to because the school said we're going where the money is. So now I look at it, and I look at USC, and I look at Lincoln Riley. Okay, When he talks to those kids, Michael, does it make any difference at all to the kids that he's recruiting, whether or not they're in the Pac-12 or if they're in the Big Ten? Oh, I think it does, and here's why. I think if you're a kid from – like if I'm at Arizona, right – and, and now L.A.'s open because all the kids that live in L.A. that wanted to go to SC and wanted to go to UCLA, they, they can't see the road games. It's harder to see the road games. It's hard to go watch your son. One of the things in Florida, why does Central Florida is able to get so many good kids to stay there? Because the parents want to watch their kids play week after week. They want to drive to the game. Mm. 
you know, they want to be able to see the home games and see and go to some of the road games. Now you're flying and it's expensive to fly, assuming that you even get there based on the way the airlines are doing with planes now. I mean, you could have your plane canceled in a minute. So, like, I do think there's some of that. Now, a lot of kids grow up in the Los Angeles area. They want to play at USC or they want to play at UCLA. They're not giving that up. But it gives Oregon and Washington a chance or Arizona and Arizona State to get back into L.A. and reclaim some territory because you could say to mom and dad, look, you're going to be able to see every one of his games. We're going to be at Oregon. That's a train ride. We're Washington. You can get there. Utah's a quick flight. You know, we're, we're, we're really close to a lot of these schools. I, it's just going to be bizarre because, again, the other shoe that we we don't talk about it enough, and you did bring it up, which I think is a standing point, the basketball connotation to it, like Ohio State against UCLA at Pauley Pavilion. Are you guys ready for that? I mean, like, it's it's going to be exciting. We're going to watch it. There are new rivalries, I guess, that can be born from it, like we're seeing, you know, in the ACC schools that came in, or the Big East schools that came into the ACC, like a Syracuse. But it's just weird, Michael. It's just it's so it's so awkward to get used to this realignment in college football, which then of course changes college basketball because of these perennial powerhouses like a UCLA that are not going to play in the Big Ten. I mean, 2024 is going to be not only weird in college football, but it's going to be very awkward in college basketball as well. Well, I mean, we're in an awkward world. I mean, nothing's nothing's normal anymore, right? No. There's nothing normal, and we just got to get used to it, you know? Like, you know, and and we're going to have to figure – I mean, USC-Michigan in October <laughs> is now going to become a game. And, you know, mean, and it might fun, be awesome. Right? It could be awesome I mean, to see USC I mean, look, in the big house. let's face it. Let's face it. Nobody, Lincoln Riley, when he when he left Norman, he left to go to the Pac-12 for an easier pathway than going into the Southeast Conference. Now all of a sudden he's in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. Let's do, let's extrapolate a little bit more on this conversation and see. It's not going to affect the Big Ten odds this year, but certainly down the road in 2024. Come I on, I think it back. helps the handicapper though. Really? Ooh, we'll get to that on the other side. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line here on Vison, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage. Yes, the preseason is almost here, people. Premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. Josh Applebaum is going to join the program next segment from Boston, Massachusetts. But I want to go back out west, which will soon be in the Midwest, when USC and UCLA join the Pac-10 <laughs> in 2024. But Michael, apparently, and Stephen Bond, our crack producer, just gave me this information, the Pac-12 has put out a statement. And they are just shocked. They're shocked that USC and UCLA is going to fly the coop and leave for the Pac-10. Should they have seen this coming, or do you think the league is really blindsided here? Well, I mean, they should have seen it coming. I mean, the the whole Pac-12 network deal has been a disaster, and it's one of the reasons they changed commissioners out there. You know, and so they've been dealing with that from behind. And and look, let's face it, it's, it's a challenge for them. And USC and UCLA did what they felt like is in the best interest of their program financially. And, you know, I don't think they wanted to do it, but I think they felt like it was what they had to do. And if they can't get involved with just doing the doing the, the whole deal, they, they left. But the, the, to me, what I said at the end of the last segment, though, David, is this. I think in college football particularly, you can't be an expert on handicapping every single team. Mm. You just can't do it. I mean, it's hard enough to do the NFL with 32 teams. Right. It really is. It's hard. It takes a constant study of it, roster movements, injury reports, which we don't get into college football. So I think by condensing these leagues into a kind of a power bracket, we can measure level of comp. The hardest thing to do in evaluation of any talent level is evaluating the level of comp. You know, this player plays great against that team, but when he plays against this team, not so much. So as handicappers, we run the same thing. We see something good, a player playing well, player doing his thing, and then the next thing you know, he doesn't play well. What happened? Mm -hmm. Well, it was the matchup. 
And I think by doing this, I think us as handicappers and fans that want to bet college football, college basketball, I think they're going to benefit from really understanding level of comp. Why was Gonzaga such a prohibitive favorite against Arkansas? Well, they had all these things. Arkansas went in the game really thinking they could win the game. And they did. Level of comp. I look at it, too, and I, just from a kind of a macro as a obviously a huge football fan is, you know, the college football playoff system, the way we have it now, at least and people can get mad about who's in, who's out. I think we've gotten the best team every year since they've gone to that system. And I wonder what these super conferences being formed, if that will be the same, because I look at a USC and certainly a UCLA, it feels like UCLA could just in the football shuffle could get lost in the big 10. Whereas this year you look at them, they're 10 to one to win the pac 12 this year. USC is the small favorite right now with Lincoln Riley there at two to one Utah nipping at their heels at plus two fifty. You see the ducks quack attack at three to one. But you know what I mean, Michael? I look at UCLA and I go, boy, this is they might have this year and next year with Chip Kelly, and that's going to be their best chance to get a conference championship for a while when they go into the big waters of the Big Ten with, say, an Ohio State and a Michigan. Do you look at that, too, in this, in this window now and say, boy, you better win now, boys, because it's going to get a whole lot harder in two years? David, have you ever watched a UCLA game when they're not playing USC that's played at the Rose Bowl? Not a lot of Have people. Have you watched that? Not a lot of people there. Not a lot of folks. So you got to rely on television. <laughs> right. you got to rely on television revenue. No, 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 nobody's leaving the beach to drive out to Pasadena <laughs> to watch UCLA play against Oregon State. You know, maybe they'll do it at nighttime, but still, you know, it's one thing to deal with L.A. traffic. It's another thing to deal with L.A. traffic and you're going nowhere, you know? Right. So, like, you know, like, I'm going to drive two hours to watch UCLA play. Like, you know, no. Mm. And so that's part of UCLA's problem, too, is they don't have a stadium that's closer to their campus, closer to their vibe. So they got to make up that money loss somewhere. And they weren't getting it from television. I mean, UCLA's, they got, you know, Terry Donnie, who, God rest his soul, he did a wonderful job of, of building that program. Tommy Prothrow before him. Mm-hmm. There's some great tradition of the UCLA program that goes back to Jackie Robinson, that goes back to the great Kenny Washington you know, who wasn't allowed to play in the NFL because of the color of his skin, you know? And so it's got great tradition. But unfortunately, you know, they don't want to play in the Coliseum. They want to play in their own stadium, which now puts them 30 miles out and a headache of traffic. And so they need more revenue. It takes like a full hour from campus, Stephen Bond's telling me here, just to get there if you want to go watch UCLA. And that is a problem. That's That's with a police escort. That's with a police (laughs) escort. You know, mom and dad don't have that police escort, right? We don't have that, you know? <laughs> right now, again, ten to one for UCLA, USC, uh, two to one favorites to win that conference. You look at the Big Ten, and conversely, it's not going to impact the league this year, right? But it's it's clear cut. Like you look at it in Ohio State, you got to lay money, you got to lay two fifty. You can get all plus money right there in the Pac twelve. You can't do the same here. Look at the variance that we just showed you in the two conferences here. And Ohio State still the big dog, even though Michigan now nine to one after we saw them beat Ohio State a year ago. You see Bucky Badger there fourteen to one. The Nittany Lions same price in Nebraska a long shot at twenty to one. Michael, how will this impact the Big Ten? Is it still going to be Ohio State or bust each and every year, even with the USC and the UCLA coming in a couple of years? What? Well, it all comes down to blue. I mean, recruiting and blue bloods. I mean, you've got some big time programs here. You know, I mean, how many times do we watch Ohio State play uh, uh, Ohio State play 
uh, USC and Rose Bowl games when, you know, I was a kid waking up. I mean, that was big, right? Right. So you got them in the same conference. You got Michigan playing Ohio, uh, UCLA in a row. That was big. So, you you know, these schools can recruit. They're, they're big-time programs with big-time coaches. It's going to be hard for everybody. Look, I think Ohio State is – we had a mall on the show yesterday, and, you know, they lost a lot of players, but the players that are replacing them were – Marvin Harrison Jr. was unbelievable. Like, mm. we saw it against Utah. What a great game that was. Utah versus Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Utah just ran out of gas. You know, it was a great game. You know, so I think it's going to be – it's going to battle test the big – you know, everybody makes fun of the Big Ten during the regular season. And when they go play bowl games, they usually play pretty well. Right. You know? No question. They yeah. usually play pretty well. Your Gonzaga comparison, I think, in college basketball is a great one, right? That if Gonzaga did go to the Pac-12, they're going to be more battle-tested when they get into the into the big dance, which – some might say Gonzaga is now battle tested, but they're really not until you get there to March. With these teams it's coming, it's a fallacy. It's a yeah. complete fallacy. They're not battle tested at all. They, 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 they have great. I mean, for where they are in recruiting and what they've been able to do, I mean, you know, they've had what the last two years. They've had two of the top five picks in the draft. Mm. And so I look at these other schools now getting set to come into the Big Ten with the SCs and the UCLA's of the world. Will the same be true for them? Because, like, you go back to the Sam Darnold bowl game, right, where he just looked out of sorts against an SEC power, right, when they when they lose to Alabama. And he just go, well, it's different levels. Like, we thought SC was really good, and then they get their shot, and they don't look so good against an Alabama. I know it's Alabama, but still, is this going to make those schools week in, week out? Lincoln Riley, you mentioned – Man, what a, a tougher path it's now going to be. You leave the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12, and now you go to the Big 10 in a couple of years. Lincoln Riley's head's going to be spinning. He's going to be in three different Power 5 conferences within a span potentially of four years. Well, I think the transfer rule is really going to affect UCLA and USC. I think it's really going to affect them. Because say they go and they, they, have, these, they have a national recruiting platform, you know, and then they get the kid from – say they get a kid from – Newport News, you know, and they mm. bring him out to USC, and all of a sudden he he don't really like it out there, you know. <laughs> you know, you got to keep the kid. You know, it used to be when you got the kid, the kid stayed. He had to stay. He had no choice. He couldn't transfer in the conference because he had to sit out for two years, not one. Now he doesn't have to sit out at all. So you got to be really careful how you're recruiting, and you got to be really careful who you're recruiting. And it looks like it could be easy to slip into New Jersey, but look. The one thing that I think does happen with young kids is they get homesick. They like to be around their friends and family. They want to go home on weekends and, you know, when they can. It's challenging. And I think that transfer rule allows you to get away. I mean, even Alabama loses players to the transfer rule. Georgia, one of their best players went to Alabama. I mean, it happens Mm. because of that. It's amazing because that's another layer. That's another yeah. layer added into it. No, 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 no doubt about it. Because again, in the '80s, the big difference was cable TV and, and the TV deals, right? Like with the Big East, and all of a sudden, Syracuse was getting kids like Earl Duncan and Stevie Thompson out of LA, and all of a sudden, they're going to the Carrier Dome in, in upstate New York. You're going, how is that happening? But they couldn't transfer, David. Though they that, couldn't leave. That's I mean, right. once time it, the first snowfall hit Syracuse <laughs> in early September, they couldn't leave. There was time. Right, right Stephen? I mean, how many times would you have left Rochester if you could have? Of course you would have. You'd have walked. Did your mom? You, they wouldn't let you go. You had to have. As somebody, you could transfer. You could transfer families, Stephen Bond. No, you couldn't. And as somebody lived in Syracuse and Rochester, once the snow falls, you're stuck. 
You ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, Josh Applebaum knows all about the snow up there in Boston. He's going to join the program next right here in the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Continue the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. Dave Ross alongside Michael Lombardi. And, Michael, it's never-ending right now in the NBA with all the influx of moves being made. Atlanta, according yeah. to Adrian Wojnarowski, is trading Kevin Herter, feared the turtle, to Sacramento for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. The Hawks are a very interesting team, 14-1 to win the East next year, 40-1 to win the whole thing. Let's bring in Josh Applebaum here. Of course, you can follow Josh as I do at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. Does a great job up and down the network to talk more about the NBA futures market. Josh, great to see you here. Look, I know Kevin Herter isn't the the mover and shaker, uh, certainly in the futures market. And KD is a future uh, market mover. I know the C's right there in Boston still about plus 240 to win the E's, 6-1 to to win the, the title next year. What do you make of all the speculation and what you've seen so far in the marketplace? Yeah, Dave and Michael, it's great to be with you. Happy Friday here. And what a day it was yesterday. Obviously, Kevin Durant kind of stole a lot of the news here, requesting that trade the day after Kyrie opts in. So what does that tell us about, you know, Kyrie and Durant's relationship? So looking back to to yesterday, guys, to me, the biggest odds moves based on the speculation, and that's what we're doing as betters. Where's Kevin Durant going to go? We've heard based on a lot of sources that his wish list is the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. Those are kind of his two top teams that he'd like to go to. So kind of on that speculation, and by the way, we did see you know Phoenix uh, you know sign a huge deal there for Devin Booker to stick around. There are reports that uh, if you look at the Nets, they wanted any deal you know trading away Durant to bring back Devin Booker there. I think if you're the Phoenix Suns, you probably don't want to do that. Maybe you involve DeAndre Ayton or something like that. But yesterday, based on the speculation of Durant leaving, and those are his two choices, the Heat and the Suns, they both had the two biggest moves yesterday in terms of their futures. The Suns were plus a thousand. Now they're plus five fifty. They're right up there with the uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Warriors, as well as the Clippers, who signed John Wall, all around plus six hundred. Those are kind of your you know your four best odds overall. Then the Miami Heat. Keep an eye out for them. They were plus fourteen hundred. Now they're plus nine hundred. And if there's a trade involving uh, Kevin Durant, speculation that you know they would want Tyler Hero back in return. So really waiting on Durant, it was the Suns and the Heat who had the biggest moves as we wait to see where Durant goes. Uh, the LA Lakers, surprisingly, guys, maybe Kyrie teams up with LeBron again. They move from plus 1,400 uh, to plus 1,100. So uh, somewhere around there, if you're speculating or some money coming in on the Lakers, if they bring in Kyrie, they've also had a line move. The guys, the teams who fell yesterday, guys, the Dallas Mavericks losing Jalen Brunson, they went plus 1,400 to plus 2,200. The Nets have sunk like a rock here. It seems like they're going to be in rebuild mode. Plus 850 now to 30 to 1. But if you're looking at, again, the Golden State Warriors, they're still around plus 650. They were plus 550. They lose uh, the, the mitten there, the glove son, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the good uh, Peyton defensive player. But they still have the best low bets, higher dollar bet share of any futures team. 14% bets, almost 20% of the money. I know all this, you know, craziness around the NBA. We're thinking of other teams. Where does Durant go? But guys, if you just lose Peyton and you re- keep all your other players, how do you not like the Golden State Warriors now at plus 650 with the best low bets, higher dollar percentage? You know, but I think this, you know, so I think we got to understand the rules a little bit here. The Suns, you know, they're the lead dog, right? But they can't take on, they can't take on Aiton as an asset. 
because they have Ben Simmons, and you're not allowed to have two rookies on extension contracts. So unless they get rid of Simmons, they can't take on Aiton in a trade. So that really, to me, makes it very complicated. Now, it makes it a two-part move. It makes it mean that if we see Simmons get traded on a day, bet, bet Phoenix. Mm. And if we start to hear Simmons is being moved, bet Phoenix. But until that, until that happens, to me, Phoenix is a scratch. It's a monitor. It's not eliminate, but it's a monitor. You know, the other ones, I think Toronto's a good play. I think Toronto has a lot of assets for, for him. I get the sense from talking to people in the league that Durant and Irving, that, that, that they had reconcilable, that divorce was bad. So he wants, he wants to get away from him. So that, that, you know, he's not going with him. Everybody thinks he might reunite. They might reunite somewhere else. I don't. But I do think from what I'm told by people in the league is that Marks is going to trade this guy to where he gets the best deal, not to where he wants to go. And I think the eight in contract along with Simmons complicates Phoenix. Yeah, it's fascinating here, Michael and Josh. And I'm just getting word in that it looks like the Nets might not accommodate Kyrie in what he wants to do, but they probably will accommodate KD. There's so many moving parts. Josh, I do want to stay in, in Beantown where you are right now. What are you hearing from them? Because I think Michael and I discussed it in the first hour is there any shot that KD, because look, they've got assets that they could actually move to Brooklyn if you want to make a move for KD. What are you hearing from the Celtics for those future backers plus 650 right now if you want to back Boston to win the NBA title next year? So it's really interesting, Dave. You know, if you go back about a week ago, week and a half ago, Brian Scalabrini, who was on that 08 championship team, now he's one of the uh, team broadcasters there for the Celtics network. He floated uh, that, hey, Kevin Durant, if he's going to get traded anywhere, the Celtics have the best assets. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they would involve Jalen Brown and maybe could throw in some some draft picks here. And I got to tell you, you know, people were laughing Scal off the network saying, what are you talking about? You got no clue. There's no way after, you know, you finally make it click with Brown and Tatum that you're going to give away Brown uh, after you just go to the NBA finals. But Scal is looking pretty good right now because he was kind of mentioning that, hey, Durant might want out, which ended up happening. And the Celtics do have a good package here. So Jalen Brown, uh, again, we don't know the Celtics view of him. He still has two years left on his contract. I think they like Brown and don't want to give him up. But you are hearing that, hey, the Celtics could be a trade partner here. They're plus 650 now to win the NBA title. As you mentioned, Dave, plus 240, uh, one of the best odds there to win the East. So we shall see. You know, they're linked to D uh, Danilo Gallinari. There's a tweet uh, recently that Gallinari is looking to join the Celtics here. It sounded like they were in on Kevin Herter, but now he's gone and going to the Kings. So I don't know. You know, I thought it was a pipe dream, and, you know, Durant wouldn't want to go to Boston, but he does have a lot of his marketing and off-the-court stuff in New York City. So if he wanted to stay in New England on the East Coast, it's, it's kind of makes sense. He's from Washington, D.C. as well. I still think it's kind of a long shot, guys. But again, Scal was kind of banging the, the drum here on Durant to the Celtics before anyone even thought Durant wanted out. So maybe maybe he knows something. Maybe the Celtics are in on this. Remember, if you go back a few years ago, they were in on him in his first free agency spin. Oh, by the way, gentlemen, right. very and they, quickly. They, and, and David, they would, mm -hmm. they would have to trade Jalen. I mean, Jalen Brown would have to be part of the deal. They can't take back Durant without the Brown. Again, same thing with Aiton and, and Simmons. They can't take back it. So he's the key piece to go. Very quickly, gentlemen, this literally just happened as Josh was just talking about what Boston might do. Malcolm Brogdon just got traded to the Boston Celtics. So via Woj here, uh, again, it's literally real-time happening, gentlemen. So that plus uh, that, 650. You know, that's an interesting trade yes. there, though, Dave. I mean, he's the point guard. I mean, you know, like, there, there you go. I mean, 
there could be some pieces flying. I mean, this could be one to set up another. I think we, we as betters have to kind of assume one piece sets up another. I, I totally agree. And again, I think, uh, Josh, to your point, it's a really good number right now at, at Boston, I think, at plus 240 because they realized how close they were to winning the whole thing. Uh, you, so you can still get that plus over $2 to win the East and again over $6 right now to win the NBA title. So these are some very moving parts that are still moving as we speak. So as they change, we'll get you updated. But very quickly, gents, let's go to the uh, to Major League Baseball here in the couple minutes that we have remaining with Josh Applebaum. Uh, Josh, give me some of your best plays that you like today. And I'm always curious curious is it obviously it's always pitcher uh oriented when you make your handicaps here what have you seen in the market today that you really like yeah so i think today's a great day to bet major league baseball you know i went into today typically i like to bet like maybe five or six mlb games a day i have nine bets i think there's a lot of value on the board today and i'm not a big fan of you know volume betting unless you feel like you have an edge but there are a lot of interesting moves today so a couple that caught my eye i'm gonna sweat the st louis cardinals today dave they're on the road at the philadelphia phillies they open as low as around minus 125 up to around minus 135, minus 140 right now. A lot of great system matches on St. Louis. If you look at these non-division road favorites, they're 66% this year, about a 10% ROI. Also a big rest advantage. You know, typically we think about rest in the NFL, like a, you know, a short week versus a long week team or hockey when you get an extra day off. But baseball too, when you look at these teams that had a day off like the Cardinals versus a team that played the previous day like the Phillies, those teams with the rest advantage, if they're a favorite, they're 62% over the last four years. I also want to sweat Miles uh, Michaelis. He's been really good this year, 2.57 ERA. In the month of June, he's got a 2.38 ERA. So I'm going to bet against the Harper-less Phillies here, guys. Uh, you also look at St. Louis. They've been really good uh, as, as a favorite, 27-12 and 12 against lefties, 9-6. and six. Better run differential. It's going to be the Cardinals in that one. And if you're looking for a gross one, guys, uh, <laughs> Washington Nationals. Yes, they have a terrible record. They're only 29 and 49 this year, but a really good advantage. And to your point, Dave, good pitching matchup in favor of the Nationals today. It's Josiah Gray against Rodgers. Rodgers has been getting really beat up here this season. He's got a 7.06 ERA in June. He almost has a 6 ERA overall this year. He's facing Josiah Gray, who was a big part of that Dodgers trade last year. Gray's got a 1.13 ERA in June. He's only, only given up three runs in his last four starts. He's pitching great. Rodgers is getting beat up. And Washington opened as low as like minus 110, minus 115. They're all the way up to around minus 130 right now. So I'm going to bank on the Nats here, guys. It's gross laying a minus number with a losing team. But I think that's a big advantage with Gray and Washington over Rodgers and the Fish. Does that constitute a hazmat play, Josh, with the Nats today? I Dave, I love you, man. I love you. I haven't heard hazmat in a while, so bust it out. Michael, get that uh, that Johnny Bench catchers, man. Let's go, let's go Washington. <laughs> Josh, really appreciate the time and the information as always. Follow him at Josh underscore insights on Twitter as I do. Josh, have a great day with your, uh, your plays in Major League Baseball. We'll catch up again soon. Sounds Thank good, guys. You, have a great weekend. All right, it's still chaotic in the world of the NBA. Literally, as we speak, Michael will try to get a handle on what's going on in more movement as we speak. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Point A trip to Vegas will convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager in the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. And we mentioned in the last segment with Josh Applebaum that we had a deal, a significant deal for the Boston Celtics as Malcolm Brogdon is now going to Beantown. And we're getting some of the deets here, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. It looks like they're going to be moving Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, and a 2023 first-round pick. And then some other players like Nick Stauskas as well, Jawan Morgan in the trade. So a lot of pieces being moved here. And as betters, Michael, this is what we do. We have to kind of – you mentioned this, that maybe this is just one piece of a bigger puzzle for Boston. When you get Brogdon in the fold now with a Jalen Brown, you throw in a first-rounder. Is this potentially enough to get Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn? Do you think that was the impetus for this move? 
Well, I think it was Brogdon's move was – I think it's pretty clear. We all watch Boston turn the ball over way too much, right? Mm-hmm. And Brogdon's not a turnover point guard. I mean, he protects the ball. Now, he's got durability issues. He has a hard time staying healthy, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And one of the things I think if you're Brad Stevens and you take a step back and you say, why did we lose to Golden State? We had the better team. Well, we turned the ball over way too much. Right. Sloppy with the ball, didn't handle it. So I think Brogdon's there to stay. Now, I think Jalen Brown's the piece that they need to move. We talked about that in the last block. I still think they'll be in it. Do they put Robert Williams and Jalen Brown together with a bunch of draft picks? Is that going to be enough to Tice, you know, to me, that seems like you're getting two good players for a great player. You know, like I think Jalen Brown's a really good player. I think he turns the ball over too much. Mm -hmm. But I I, I don't think at the end of the game, Jalen Brown's going to win the game for me. Durant's going to win the game for me. So I don't know, will they have enough to get it done? But I think Brad Stevens has put himself in position that if he doesn't get it done, he's really made his team a lot better. But by adding Brogdon, to go with Smart, to go with Tatum, to get a healthy Kevin Williams, uh, Robert Williams, you know, and Harford split duty up. They've got a good team. They've added more depth to their team, particularly. Because, look, that bench, you know, when they went to Pritchard and when they went to that bench with the great Grant Williams and Pritchard, I mean, it didn't really last very long. Yeah, I think your point is well taken that no matter what happens, whether or not Brogdon is a movable commodity or not, they got better with Malcolm Brogdon today. That's what what the Seas did, that's for sure. So still right now, plus money, plus 240 to win the East, and again, 650 to win the NBA title. I don't know if they're ready there, if they've taken enough moves in the offseason to say we are clearly the best team in basketball next year after coming up a little bit short this year. But I love that, that point about Brogdon. Conversely, I mean, it's like playing checkers, David. Yeah. I think they jumped one guy and they got and they got themselves a checker. Now they're good. Now, it, do they have to put Smart, Brown, and Williams and draft picks in to get Durant? Okay, now you got to look at that. I think I think now they're in position. I mean, Brad Stevens is sitting in his office with his depth chart in front of him, and he said, "Okay, we've got a low turnover ratio guy to assist." And this guy, okay, if we add Durant and we lose these pieces, what does my team look like next year, two years down the road? Mm. Like he's got to consider all that and play it through. Yes, and, and you would think that if they were able to keep Brogdon, if, if this theoretical move for KD were to happen, and then you could have Brogdon, KD, and Tatum, woo, that's, that's enticing, right? Now, conversely, if you're Brooklyn – what what's what's your outlook? What are you doing? Because we were talking about not one, not two, not, and they got zero. They got nothing out of their big three when they made their big moves uh, last year. Now, all of a sudden, does this look like the, the revenge season for Ben Simmons? Is it all going to just be oh. about Ben in Brooklyn? Because if Can KD... you imagine building a team around the most non-competitive player in the history of basketball? I mean, seriously, this is what you have. That's what it sounds like they're doing, I mean, though, right? They're going to get rid of Durant? No, they're I don't think get rid they want to do it. I, I, I think they thought Ben would be a nice complimentary piece to two stars. You know, what do we all go back and listen to what we all said when Ben went there? He can he can dribble, penetrate, kick it to Durant. He can dribble, penetrate, kick it to Kyrie. The game doesn't have to be in the ball doesn't have to be in his hands at the end of the game, and he doesn't have to spend. They don't the, the court space because of Durant and Kyrie. We don't say that. We can't say that anymore. No. I mean, you know, I mean, you got Nick Claxton and you got Speedy. You got Ben. I mean, I like Nick Claxton, nice player. They just signed him to a new deal, but he's somewhat in between. I mean, look, you just got you got a bunch of draft picks to go along with it, you know, but I, I, he's not – you can't – I mean, the, the 76ers have tried to build a team around him, mm. and that didn't work. I mean, you had Embiid in him, and you couldn't, it didn't work. 
It's just, it feels like with Ben Simmons being a non-shooting point guard that it would be perfect for guys that wanted to shoot a la Kevin Durant. But but Dave, at the end of the games, I keep saying this all the time, at the end of the games when it's playoff, when playoffs matter, right? Because that's really what we're in the business is to win championships. All right, that that the one year T.J. McConnell had to take over the point guard oh, for him yes. because he, ben, Brett Brown couldn't play him. The next year it was Jimmy Butler. The reason they didn't sign Jimmy Butler to an extension was because Ben didn't want him with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, and he was upset. <laughs> so they traded him. It is, it is right. It is fascinating. So, yes. So like, do you think Brooklyn's got all of a sudden he's now? In Brooklyn, and he's going to Peter Luger's, and he's going to different restaurants. He's going to shoot the ball and have it in his hand in the fourth quarter. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, how about the picture of him fishing the other day? I mean, he's got the guy's got a back problem, and he's showing people that he's fishing. Like I, that's a little fishy, if you will, right? Like you're supposed to have a back problem. You know, you got to pull that rod back. Come on. <laughs> It's worldwide it's, wrestling. It's it's, it's if insane. it's a big fish, yeah, you gotta you pull up the back. You, I mean, I'm not a fisherman. I get seasick if I lose sight of land. So forget <laughs> about me. But I mean, like seriously. Yeah, I just I have no idea what Brooklyn is getting out of this. I really don't because they're gonna. Well, they move. gotta get a lot. I mean, I think they gotta get a lot. I mean, look, I think I don't think Brooklyn's sitting there saying. You know, we're all going to go to Dairy Queen after the trade. I think Brooklyn's <laughs> kind of saying, like, look, we're going to get what we got to get. Yeah, and Steve Nash is going to be sitting there thinking, what in the world's going on here? Oh, I'm Steve, be- Na- Steve Nash is, yeah, Steve Nash is, our, I mean, you got to think, Steve. And, and, and if you're Sean Marks, I mean, think about this now. This is not a disrespect to Steve Nash, but Nash was hired to do a job for a certain team. That's right. Okay? This is a completely different team. Okay? A completely different team. And he doesn't, his skill set as a coach doesn't match the skill set needed for this new team. For example, Brett Brown was a really good coach when the Sixers were bringing in and trying to go through the process. He, he loved developing players, never complained about the losing, and he was good. Whereas if, say, they would have had Doc Rivers to start the process, oh, my God, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> I mean, now on Twitter I'm watching all these clips of this kid they just traded for from Houston because he was the MVP of the G League. The, the Sixers have two guys who are already on the team that are MVP of the G League. You can't, they, can't, they can't even get to the stadium. Doc's not playing them. <laughs> Doc's not playing them. Like I said, welcome to Wilmington, Trap. I mean, it's where you're going to be all year. So today's news with Brogdon going to Boston, and you look at Philadelphia, which, again, it's predicated on James Harden being in shape. You know what you have down there in Miami when you're led by Jimmy Butler. Which team in the East right now, Michael, would you trust the most? Because the West, I know it's all predicated on on everything right now is about Kevin Durant and where he ends up. But with what you have today, which team would you trust the most in the East if I gave you that, that option of those big three? Oh, I, I definitely trust Boston. I mean, I think Boston got battle tested. I think they the long marathon of the season. You know, we got to play. We got to play Brooklyn, and then we got to beat. You know, then we got to go and beat Milwaukee in in, in a slugfest, and mm. then we got to go to Miami and beat them. And now we got to fly to California and play them. I, I think they got weary. I think they got weary, and that weariness when you bring your team back. I think really it gives them a better chance. Now, they've got to play better. In, you know, Jason Tatum's your star player. He's got to play better when it counts. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was tired. I'll give him that. You know, he's a young player. They can all improve. I, I'm with you. I, I think the, the news, again, just happened in the last 30 minutes here of Malcolm Brogdon becoming the point guard for the Boston Celtics next year. You, you nailed it right in the head. 
too many turnovers, and that cost them against Golden State. And that's why Golden State's got the chip this year and Boston doesn't. With a Malcolm Brogdon at point guard, maybe that changes next year. We'll see what the makeup of that team looks like. So many moving parts that we're going to get to uh, certainly over the weekend here as the trades come in and the movement in the NBA continues fast and furious. I know we don't like to tease a day out, but tomorrow, Michael, I really do want to talk to you about a super team in the NFL. A self-proclaimed super team. Yes. Oh, we got to talk about them. I mean, I'm going to leave here. I'll pass five Philadelphia Eagle flags, and they'll have the trophy <laughs> sitting out front. <laughs> Cannot wait to discuss that tomorrow, Michael. I want to thank Wes Reynolds and Josh Applebaum for joining the program today, Michael. Always a lot of fun for the last two hours. Appreciate thank you, you, David, as well. Thank All you, right. buddy. That's going to put a bow on this edition of the Lombardi Line right here on Vston, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.